This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for the Midsummer Show. Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au. Celebrating queer culture. The Midsummer Show on Joy 94.9. Presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au. Joy 94.9, it is the Midsummer Show, and I can officially say Happy Midsummer, Adam. Happy Midsummer, Jenny, and what a day yesterday was. Oh, what a day. We can talk more about that later on. You must be exhausted. Oh, today is the hardest day of the festival for me. Entirely, okay, I'm dragging the- <laughs> myself through the streets this morning. You and the hundreds of other volunteers that were there yesterday, and probably all the thousands of people too, were probably exhausted today. We'll hear more about the Midsummer Carnival and tea dance later on the show. What a stellar show we've got lined up. We've got Madonna. Well, no, songs by Madonna. Songs by Madonna. Yes, Madge <laughs> I got herself. excited. Madge herself. I actually saw Madonna on the running shit. I was like, what? Are you serious? But yes, in vogue. We got Michael Griffiths from In Vogue joining us. Candy Royale from Stories by Starlight as well. All that and more coming up on the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam on Joy 94.9. The Midsummer Show, live on Joy 94.9 and via podcast for summer 2011 slash 2012. See midsummer.org.au for more details. Joy 94.9, this is the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam taking you through to one that was Jamiroquai there with You Give Me Something. Very exciting Midsummer Tea Dance and Carnival kicked off yesterday. Adam, happy Midsummer to everyone out there. Fifth largest gay, lesbian, queer festival in the world. And getting bigger by the sounds of things. Well, I was going to say to you, I, I rocked up there at one. And I yeah. remember I came later last year. Mm-hmm. I came about at 3, 4 o'clock last year. But coming at 1 o'clock this year... There was more people there than that was well, later Well, yeah, last I year. think, well, overall, I think we've had about 120,000 people there across the course of the day. Wow. Um, it was, it's listed to start at 11 a.m. and all our liquor licenses and all our food permits and all those sorts of things kick off at 11 a.m. But I was there at, I don't know what time in the morning, but by 9.30 there were people coming down and the first people underneath the tents were like 9, 9.30. So um, wow. it's turned out to be really popular and it's... Um, was a huge success. The weather was fantastic. Um, tea dance sold out. Um, hit its budget targets. We know, we know we can pay for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, Ricky Lee was awesome. The Divine Knights were amazing. And uh, you know, and these guys that are with us today um, were on the on the main stage as part of the performances there. And I think everybody had a fantastic day overall. I think so too. And I think um, that. I saw Ricky Lee um, perform when I was in the little tent there, and it was. I loved her cover of Whitney Houston's uh, "I Want to Dance" or something. That went off. I, I can tell you a story about that. Tell me. Um, that was, I. I used to sing that song into my hairbrush, on in the front seat of the, <laughs> in, in the front seat of the bus on Boy Scout camp, with my boyfriend at the time. Really. <laughs> <laughs> that was our on the way to the camp. Now, where yeah. is this hairbrush? Do you still have it? Did you pass it on to Ricky Lee yesterday? Did you pass the torch on? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, can I just say, Adam, congratulations to yourself and all of the uh, volunteers yesterday. Thank you. Awesome carnival. I pass that directly to the volunteers and the staff at the office. Pass them a hairbrush, I think. I will. That'll be the new award. (laughs) 
We got Michael coming up from In Vogue after the sponsorship announcements. Join 94.9, the Midsummer Show with Ginny and Adam kicking off until one and saying happy Midsummer to everyone out there as it kicked off yesterday. Adam, an exciting guest in studio. Going to strike a pose. Going to. We only got four minutes to save the world, but we got more time with this man or this woman. I don't know. Am I on? <laughs> Where am I? Um, it's Michael Griffiths, ladies and gentlemen, from um, In Vogue, songs by Madonna. How are you? Happy Midsummer. I'm very well. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's lovely to be here. I used to co-host in this very studio about a year ago on Sunday nights with Rosa, the Russian beautician. We were never quite convinced how many people were listening, but um, we certainly had a great time. We were very late. We did the midnight shift. Wow. Uh, I can tell you at least two are. It's your mother's. uh, Well, we did. We'd had a few fans. Like we had about three, I think, that we'd hear from religiously, which yeah. we were delighted to hear from <laughs> yeah, them. The following. Yeah, we had we had at least three followers. But no, we had such a good time. So it's actually really fantastic to come back into this little home away from home when I was in Melbourne. Well, welcome back to the Joy it's, Studios. Thank you very much. Well, sorry we didn't have the tea and the Chardonnay ready for you at this time. You know, that's all right. Yeah, it's a bit early dog, in the day. I think I'm not ready for it yet. There was enough Shardy yesterday, I think. Yes. So tell us about Madonna. How did this come about? Well, well, Dean Bryant is a very dear friend and he's also a writer and director of cabaret and music theatre and he's been working with David and Lisa Campbell on the last three Adelaide cabaret festivals and had, had great success with Liza on an E with Trevor Ashley, um, the Britney Spears cabaret with Christy Whelan and newly discovered with, Aunt, with uh, Hugh Sheridan. Mm-hmm. And for this last year, which was David and Lisa Campbell's last um, acting, you know, co- last uh, year directors, artistic directors, y- indeed, um, they, you know, each year they say to Dean, so what have you got for us this year? And I'd, he'd said to me, because we're gym buddies as well, yeah. so about, it was actually about two years ago, he said, we should do a cabaret together. What do you think? And I said, well, look, okay. And I went away and slept on it. I thought, right. I'm a Madonna fan, which, you know, is kind of a given if, as a gay male in their 30s. You kind of grew up with her. It's, you know, it's unavoidable. Um, and I thought, look, we, we should do a cabaret of Madonna songs because they're such good songs. And, you, and they're never given sort of kudos for being the great songs that they are. People talk about her in terms of the image and the controversy and the provocations and the, you know, the gossip. But they don't talk about these incredible songs, most of which she has written, at least yeah. as a lyricist, because she collaborates with the musicians. So that was the kind of genesis of it. And I thought it would be neat if I played Madonna, but without mimicking her. So I just come out in a tie and very fancy pants that I put yeah, in Yeah, so Auckland. this is not Liza on an E where you can't No, no, it's her. not a tribute show. It's sort of, it's absurd in the, in the literal sense of the word. So I'm, you know, a young man coming out and I, I'm a pianist. So I sit at the grand piano, which you'd never see Madge doing. I mean, she does a bit of guitar, but I'm not sure how much live feed is actually coming out in her concerts, <laughs> just between us. Well, she's um, good friends with Britney, they lip sync and stuff. Well, like or no, but yeah. Madonna prides herself on singing live, and if you're there, I mean, if you buy the DVD of the live concerts, clearly, you know, some wisdom, tech, technical wizardry is at work, but if you were actually there in the arena, it's live, because there's bum notes and there's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, she's she's a good little singer, but obviously they doctor it for live. But certainly if you're there, you she's live. I know I saw her in Adelaide at the Girlie Show, I mean, a million years ago. I was barely legal. <laughs> and she sang live, you know. I mean, she might, I think she lip-synced Vogue, but bless her, she was dancing like she was doing a Zumba class. And yeah, you just can't, uh, look, and, and, you, know? you know, there's so much production in these things now to make it sound like what we want to buy. Indeed. Um, part of a performance is um, about keeping that level of Indeed. expectation anyway. And, so, And if you're just going to mime, you know, the big dance numbers, look, I'm going to forgive that. Yeah. I actually, 
I flew to Sydney to see Britney Spears last year, and she sat on a crescent moon three quarters of the way through the act, and she mimed a ballad with her legs crossed sitting. I'm like, I can forgive you miming when you're dancing, but I, I actually, I was really upset. And I'm a, I wanted to be a fan, and I wanted to forgive her and be impressed by her, and I was thoroughly unimpressed with miming a ballad when you're sitting. I just can't forgive that as a singer myself. I'm like... You know, I don't care if you sing a bum note. I want to hear your voice. Anyway, let's not yeah, well, whinge about Britney. We're here yeah, to talk about Madonna. To accolade and Madonna. So, so there, so I pitched that th- today. There is a story in, in, the, in the piece that comes about... It's not simply about Madonna music, is well, it? Well, what it really is about, the concept... Because we didn't want to sit down and say, you know, aren't these songs great? Isn't Madonna an uncelebrated, fantastic writer? We thought the way to do that, sort of in the subtext, was to present it like it's a masterclass with Madge, the queen of songwriting. Or the queen of pop, but, you know, and the accomplished songwriter. So I basically sit at the grand piano and tell stories about how I write songs. And in doing so, because so many of them are autobiographical, I can't help but talk about meeting Sean and, you know, divorcing Guy and Lola, you know, raising Lola. And I mean, they, they're in the songs. So it is, it's terribly autobiographical. And so it should be because her songs are, but it's always from the point of view of these accomplished songs that she's written. And that's the philosophy of the show. And that, and that way we get to say, you know, our philosophy yeah. without kind of being heavy handed about it. Like it's is very a, funny. Is, is a Madonna fan going to learn something new? A Madonna fan is going to get all the jokes and all the references and someone that isn't a Madonna fan will just be entertained and think, oh, wasn't that interesting? I didn't know that. But a fan, well, we don't kind of spell it out. You know, we don't say Sean Penn. We don't say Guy Ritchie. It's just, we talk about Sean and Guy and, and you know, like we, we yeah. just act as if you're very familiar with her, which of yeah. course most of our demographic is. How and can what, you not be? Well, what I like about it too is, as I've said before about festival, um, um, you know, and about the diversity of festival, there are so many different stories, and there are so many different ways to tell the stories. I like that you're taking what um, Madonna, which is a very mainstream gay story, indeed, for so many men, and you're telling that story. You're telling it in a different way with a different idea, but it's going to be, and we're going to get. Um, we, we, there's something familiar in it, but there's something new in it as well, and that's the exciting thing for me. Oh, yeah, fantastic. We're very proud of the surprises in our show. Like, I come from a musical background and I studied composition and classical music. So, when I, and I, it's just me and the piano, except for one special guest for one song who might be in the studio shortly. Um, we and hope she's in the studio. Shortly. No, well, she's, I think I see someone sitting outside with a big grin on her face. I think she'll be joining <laughs> us soon. So, I brought a kind of classical palette to some of the songs. Like, for instance, I sing True Blue in the context of talking about walking down the aisle to Mary Sean and how. Um, my mother was a um, a classical music fan, which is true. So she walks down the aisle to marry Sean, the man of her dreams, to her mother's favourite song. And um, so I'm underscoring that with Johann Bach's prelude in B, <laughs> uh, in C rather, which is the famous one. Yeah. And True Blue sits perfectly over prelude in C. So we're we're sort of telling the story. We've got a classical reference, and we've got a Madonna song. And so there's all these sort of different elements come together at different parts in the show for this. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we love it. And Dean Bryant, as a writer, he's is very, very superb. clever. He and is. He's incredible. And um, we, he's been in the festival now. He's well represented. Many times. Many His first times. appearance was 10, and, 10, 11 years ago. So wow, I didn't know it was that long um, ago. Yeah. Must be <laughs> prodigal. Prodigal was featured in the festival 10 years ago, 11 years ago, and it made its return 10 years later mm. last year. I was last there last year. Last year. Yeah. Um, and then two shows this year. It's a body of work worth celebrating.
The Midsummer Show, live on Joy 94.9 and via podcast for summer 2011 slash 2012. See midsummer.org.au for more details. If you want to check out everything that's happening with Midsummer, go to midsummer.org or you can download the app Midsummer 12 or go straight to your iPhone. You can see what's on the events, the parties, the theatre. The amazing stuff coming up, Adam. And speaking of what's on, of course, in vogue, songs by Madonna with the wonderful Michael Griffiths and a special guest who we'll hear from shortly. Um, yeah, 45 downstairs, Wednesday to Saturday this week and Wednesday to Saturday next week. Um, eight shows only in vogue, songs by Madonna. Check out those websites and app, iPhone apps. And, uh, Michael, it's going to be a fantastic experience for everybody, isn't it? I think so. I think, I mean, I did three shows for Adelaide, which is not many. And I remember just by the third thinking, oh, I think I'm just starting to get a handle of it. And then I did one show in Sydney, and I was, oh, I, that's right. I think I'm really starting to get a handle of it. Now I get to do two weeks well, of it. The, so. I can tell you from looking at the ticket sales, you, the, this show has been um, in the top ten sellers of festival the whole selling oh, period. Awesome. So um, you are doing fantastic Very business. Very exciting. And people should get onto midsummer.org.au as quickly as they can I or get to so. 45 downstairs and get a ticket. Indeed. Now, Michael, if this Ginny. show is really successful yes. and you bring it back next year, could you do me a favour? What? You know how Madonna collaborated with Timberland? Can you somehow incorporate a Timberland character or reference well, in Well, I have well? a Timberlake you have a Timberlake? I do, in fact. So you've she's got the with Timbers me. going? I have Justin Timberlake in the show for a, um, which was a lovely segue. You didn't even know that, no, did you? No, you no, think no, we'd no, rehearse exactly. this? Why aren't we clever? Um, Justin Timberlake joins me for some comic relief. Oh, comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we do have a little bit of a rap on four minutes, and it, it's not a huge success. So we actually sort of scrap yes. that and think maybe we should sing an oldie. And so we, we do a duet together, which we're actually about to do live. But um, right. Timberland, well, look, in a year, do you think, won't that be old news? Timbo? I mean, well, she's, about, she's got news. the new album coming out in March. Yeah. And I've, she's, it's Martin Solveig she's collaborated with. And I forget who else, but it's a few. Th- uh, um, what's his name? You know, Rihanna's. Oh, Chris Brown. The big, Chris Brown. No, 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 Acorn? no, no. The, Calvin Harris? No, and oh. this is all over my head. <laughs> you know, I'm you a little bit Bon Jovi for Madonna. Who did that? You guess uh, David Getter. Yeah, yeah, guess, yeah, guess oh, her. Okay. David Getter. Yeah, she's collaborated with him and Solveig. So these big DJs. Wow. I think it's going to be a stomping. Album. Stomping album. Stomping album. I like that. I mean, stomping. I liked Hard Candy, but a lot of people didn't. Yeah. I was hit and miss, but I still, I still played it a lot, and I, it's certainly not. You know, the disappointment that some people seem to talk about as it was. I know people are tweeting and Facebooking about, can't wait for the new album so we can forget about Hard Candy. It's like, hey, hang on. There's some good, there's, you know, there's some good work on that album. And Four Minutes was a genuine certified hit. Uh, not, I mean, in not, in, not in our show, it's not. It's kind of a disaster as we <laughs> present it. But it's, some songs should never be arranged for just voices and piano. And Four Minutes is one of those. Okay, well, speaking of voices... Um, without a piano, but with a backing track, I assume. Yes, it was a little piano on the CD I laid down. I, mean, I wish we had a, I could bring the grand up in the lift, but that was just <laughs> too much to ask. It's downstairs. I could race down and do it for you. Oh, send your peeps down. And we'll, we'll, send we'll, just, peeps down. we'll play another track. What are we, we going to hear? What are we going to hear? Um, this, as it appears in our show, is Crazy For You with uh, the wonderful Josie Lane as my guest. Hello. Hi, Josie. Oh. Thanks Hi. for coming in. Josie does play Timber Lake. But for today, it's just Josie Lane. Up, JT. How's Cameron doing? Yeah. Are we back together, are we? (laughs) (laughs) I can't keep up. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. She says. (laughs) Here we are. Here we are, Josie. Oh, it suddenly feels like it's late at night. (laughs) 
swaying room as the music starts Strangers making the most of the dark Too bad to their bodies become one I see you through the smoky air Can't you feel the weight of my stare? You're so close but still a world away What I'm dying to say You bet I'm crazy for you Touch me once and you know it's true I never wanted anyone like this It's so brand new You'll feel it in my kiss I'm crazy for you Trying hard to control my heart I walk over to where you are Eye to eye, we need no word at all Slowly now we begin to move Every breath I'm deeper into you Soon we two are standing still in time If you read my mind You'll see I'm crazy for you Touch me once and you'll know it's true I never wanted anyone like this It's so brand new You'll feel it in my kiss You'll feel it in my kiss Because I'm crazy for you JT and Madonna in the house. Madonna. (laughs) Wow. I'm out of time and I get the myth. We get the privilege. We did four minutes to save the world. I think four minutes to drink a cold water, I think, after that one. Wow, JT, go you. Thank you very much, guys. Thank that you was so much for outstanding, having us. and I'm really looking forward to seeing the show. And awesome. I hope everybody gets out there and sells it out mm. at Happy 45 mid-summer. downstairs. Happy summer everyone. <laughs> In Vogue, songs by Madonna. Thanks, guys. Lady who says, "Lucky her breasts were small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountain Shakira there, wherever, wherever here on <laughs> the midsummer well, show." You, you can talk about breasts. That's not for me. <laughs> I thought I'd just, you know, throw in a bit of trivia there, Adam, just in case, after your hairbrush 
Revelation. Well, <laughs> that, yeah, it's true. My hairbrush revelation. That is a bit girly, isn't it? It is. The girly show has just left the building. <laughs> I don't know. Am I getting? Am I waking up? <laughs> it is Monday. Um, well, look, we've just been talking to Michael Griffiths about um, In Vogue songs by Madonna, and we were talking about um, the way they have taken the words and music of Madonna and tried to tell it, tried to turn that into a different story and t- tell a, tell a different story through words and music. Um, and I was, uh, it struck me that the thing that's been going on for me over the last two years, at least with Midsummer Festival, is trying to get the idea out there that what we are doing and what we need to do a lot more is tell stories. Um, and I've, as I was saying earlier, you know, we tell story. There are many stories to tell, and there are many ways to tell them. Um, and um, I think the idea of words and music is uh, not necessarily doesn't necessarily need to be as conventional as perhaps songs by Madonna. Um, And one of the strong features of Festival this year at A Thousand Pound Bend, which is uh, part of Midsummer's premier Queer City program, um, is a thing called Stories by Starlight. And we have with us the lovely Candy Royale, who is performing this. How are you? I'm great. Happy Midsummer. Happy Midsummer. You performed on the main stage at Carnival yesterday to a fantastic response. How did did it feel? Oh, it was amazing. That was my first ever Carnival, actually. And um, it was a really great experience. The vibe was amazing. The audience were really responsive. You know, um, I came out on stage and started with a poem and everyone not only listened, but you know, interacted and got involved and cheered to the parts that they really felt, and then we punched on with some really upbeat tunes. And and is, and, and, and that that sort of interaction with the audience is that something that you want to want to inspire? It's a huge part of what I yep. do because storytelling is two ways, and it, it and also it's easier to tell your story when you know that the audience are um, involved with you on that journey and that's Absolutely. what I seek to do is to ensure that my audience are there at every part with me and it makes yeah. their experience more m- more organic as well they're not just sitting they're totally involved yeah well you're going to tell us a story a little bit later on I but, will. Um, you've um, been performing um, in this way uh, for a while now yeah, I've been doing it for about 10 years. but yeah. um, From London, Barcelona, Manchester to yeah. Melbourne. You're a Sydney Melbourne, person, Sydney. born and bred, and yeah. here you are in Melbourne. Um, I've done Adelaide Fringe, Brisbane festivals and stuff like that. Yep. So, um, and how are we living up to the, ex- to the experience of your international career? Look, I love Midsummer. I, last year was my first Midsummer experience. And the thing I love about Melbourne audiences is that they're really open. They want to try new things. They're... Um, they're really encouraging and exciting, and, you know, excited. Um, and, you know, a lot more relaxed than, I would say, Sydney audiences. Yeah. I was actually catching up with a, an actor friend who lives in Sydney, and she was saying her experiences of Sydney and Melbourne. I'm not starting the Sydney-Melbourne rivalry here, mm. but Melbourne people seem to have their eyes open more to things. Would you agree, Candy? Absolutely. I would absolutely agree with that. I actually have a bit of a theory. Yeah. See, I don't buy into the whole Sydney-Melbourne thing either, but we do have vastly different cultures, and I think that that's because Sydney is very much a beach culture, so people will be out on the beach all day long um, in the sunshine, and though that's not the case at the moment because the weather's horrendous, <laughs> but then in Melbourne, where traditionally the weather has been less like that and it's less of a beach culture, they seek out 
totally you know new and interesting things exactly to do. exactly yeah. and that's what i love about melbourne yeah now you're going to cover a range of different sort of topics everything that might encompass being a queer person um or sex just, politics just, love yeah or just being a person just and being a person yeah i mean the thing is that 50% of my audience may be queer and the other 50% isn't and that's because we are hu- all hu- we are all human beings yeah. and we all have our experiences with love, sex, politics. Well, I was saying to Annabelle Ross, I think it is from The Age yesterday, who's quoted me on the back page of The Age today, you know, what I think as a queer community um, we need to do more of is underline the value of our contribution to mainstream society, both in dollars, in creativity and in human value. Mm. And it's human value and the human experience that um, attracts me to stories by Starlight and, and, and all of the different topics and the emotions and the feelings that going to cover but the it's not just words as we were saying and no. it's inspired by poetry there's a there's there's burlesque performers there's a full band it's yep. words it's music it's movement it's a huge i mean it's it's really a very very involved show is there, there anybody that um, who who inspires is there somebody that is an inspiration to you that, yeah. I, that, that the audiences will know and patty smith yeah um gil scott heron okay um, they're probably two of my biggest uh, inspirations. Yeah, I love Leonard Cohen, but I'm not folksy like that. Um, you know, poetry on its own is a really great medium for people who like poetry. And there's a lot of people who are afraid of poetry or don't really like it or think that they don't like it because their experiences with poetry up until that point have been fairly negative. It's been stale. They couldn't. Re- they couldn't relate to it. Or bad Valentine's Day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, but but then you know when you listen to Patti Smith, you don't think, oh God, it's poetry. You think, oh my God, listen to that passion. Listen to how like how intelligent she is. Listen to the fire. You know, and um, and and I hope that people feel that same. They don't feel like they're sitting through a, a show. You know, a show of poetry because it's not. It's simply not. It's very theatrical. I mean, how often do you get a poet on stage with a burlesque dancer and a three-piece band? Like it doesn't happen because my show is absolutely accessible and it's extremely intense. But it's you know, hopefully people will. Yeah, and you have you have a a website too, don't you? I do. um, um, I know I've looked at a number of the clips. Yeah. That you've created. Yeah. It's candyroyale.com. Com. That's it. Yep. Um, Bunch of videos on there, reviews to, from previous shows. Um, yeah. Yeah, and Look I'm sure that there's a link. That, in fact, from midsummer.org.au, there's a link to your website. Yeah. Um, yeah. Showing a lot of the clips, which I'm really excited about. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. More from Stories by Starlight with Candy Earl coming up after these sponsorship announcements. You're on the Midsummer Show on Joy 94.9 with Ginny and Adam. If you didn't know this was Australia's first and only gay and lesbian radio station, I'm sure now you're well aware. <laughs> I'm flying the flag. <laughs> we're flying the flag proudly <laughs> yesterday at Midsummer <laughs> at Carnival. The and colours were out. Proudly flying that flag for the next three weeks Absolutely. across festival. Now, um... We've been talking with Candy Royale, who is performing Stories by Starlight at the Rancho Notorious upstairs at A Thousand Pound Bend as part of Queer City's premiere program. Um, it opens this Wednesday. It does, yes. Um, the 18th. Tickets are on sale at midsummer.org.au. Um, and it, it is one of the things that um, I'm very proud of, Festival. And uh, I want to pay tribute to um, Crusader Hillis and the team and Roland Thompson, two life members of Midsummer Festival and um, the owners of Hares and Hyenas, um, where a lot of the work in poetry and spoken word and 
other similar kinds of expression uh, uh, were really seeded, um, and it's through that kind of long-term commitment from them that Midsummer has been able to bring it back into or, or support it as much as we can in the forefront of our premier arts programming. Um, and here we and I want to tell stories. I want people to be well and truly aware that what we're trying to do is tell stories. And I'd really love Candy if you could uh, give us a uh, give us a story today. Yeah. I know it's there. Well, um, what, what could you do for us? How could you? I'll do the um, I'll do the piece that's actually called Stories by Starlight, and um, and basically I, I wrote it because um, I was invited to perform at um, the Cannes Winter Solstice Festival, which. Um, I imagined as it was a Cairns Winter Solstice Festival that it would be, you know, lots of hippies and, um, you know, new age stuff going on and was really excited to, you know, perform there. It was a three-day festival. I was also doing workshops and stuff like that. And it turned out it was a big bush doof. So it <laughs> a was bush a, doof? It was actually a three-day rave. Right. Um, I know a few people who'd like to go to a three-day rave. <laughs> I've never heard that term before, so I'm rather excited. Really? A doof? A bush doof. I've heard doof, but not yeah. bush doof. I've yeah. heard doof doof. Yeah. Bush doof, right? Yeah. Cool. And um, there were thousands of thousands of um, people. The music didn't stop literally for three days. It was like hardcore going. Camping was right next to the stage. Like I mean, the DJs. Um, and basically, I had this little corner um, stage to myself to perform and the people that came to watch were those who were so high they couldn't even dance. And so they were all sat in front of me <laughs> with big eyes and these like this, they were, but they were so there. Like they were absolutely in every moment with me and it was the best audience I have ever had, okay. you know. So, um, so I wrote this piece essentially about that. Um, and if you're curious, you can log on to YouTube or my website and see this piece because it's um, I collaborated with a musician and 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 a an an animator, and the yep. the video is really incredible. So, <clears throat> I stare at the stars as the words flow out my mouth and imagine them to be night riders in fancy cars, laughing at those who think we're the only ones. Distracted by my mind which flies high naturally in the time of dry, cold nights with a fight in me, it dies. I seek those stars to shine on my jaded lights and try with might to kill what ills me tonight. But the hurt only darkens, then worsens sometimes. Uh, sometimes the pain continues to gain. Internal sandy plains, I plow through them upon trains of no return. Straining on sleepers already burdened. So when you come to me, tell me you are listening intently. And your eyes are red, glistening with tears shed. Telling me I expressed all the thoughts in your head. Well... I don't know what can be said that my hand on your shoulder doesn't express. You impress upon me with urgency that your story needs to be shared. And I open myself because I think it's only fair. Remember, though a burden I can be, it's only somewhat fleetingly. However, yours is not the only story I will hear. Tonight, people will surround me and ask to be a part of it, though what it is I can't uncover. It would be like turning lover to foe, then expecting the love to flow. Am I teetering dangerously upon a precipice, waiting to fall into a crevasse so that I must claw my way out? And are you all the ropes that would be my rescue or the final push to send me over? 
words can cause paralysis because there are so many. I get lost and panicked, heart thumping through tangents, and I stress that this is it, the last time, till I'm surrounded by beating beings trying to see something, seeking connections amongst loose lines of communication, those dangling wires we clutch between fingers which should be locked into each other. See, now we are just holding on. Hold on, brothers, sisters. It won't be long till we are gathered up in the arms of more, seeking shelter from this life with each other. Come, tell me your stories. I will make them my own. Retell them till the telling becomes consuming. Consume me stories. I will make you heard until time stops counting, transcending those limitations of lips made of flesh, tongues which fumble over too little breath, too little spittle. Stories engulf me. I am aflame with your histories. I am burning like those stars shining in me. I am the fancy cars they ride and it is through my veins they travel till I tremble and land here again, wasted and used for you. Your stories connect to me. I am them embodied. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. It's pretty, yeah, it's, uh, for me, um, again, I, I wonder about the rhythm. The rhythm is what, um, uh, encaptures me Mm. how important is it is it to you extremely important see i i think that the reason that music is such a massive part of our life is that we are all rhythmic beings and um if i were to the, the thing that scares people off the idea of poetry is that there's someone standing on stage shaking reading from a piece of paper and it's like there's no performance aspect it actually loses the joy if you were to read it for yourself whereas if you involve music or rhythm and tonality and you work on that that it's something that speaks even great speaks to our subconscious and not just our conscious mind so consciously you might listen to the words but subconsciously you feel that rhythm in a part of you that is not something that you're probably even aware of but that's what gives you the tingles and that's what makes you feel it more and that's why this show is so Incredible because I get to use three brilliant musicians. They're called Sloppy Joe. They have been working together for 10 years. They're an, predominantly an improv band that we yep. wrote together. But yep. because they're an improv band, they will do four-hour shows and they haven't written anything. And they work off the rhythm and, and the feel and the soul of it. And so that with, with my words, it's like magic. It just yeah. works. And, and you can be taken right away Absolutely. from the everyday. and Yeah. By simply being there, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, you were talking about working with an animator, and the fact that you, we can look at that on the on your website, candyroyale dot com. Mm-hmm. How 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 was it to work with the animator, and how what were there challenges involved in that, and yeah. are you going to continue to go in that direction? What's yeah, look, I'm always seeking different ways of presenting my work. So I just worked with a a photographer as well. I was commissioned to write a piece about roller derby, which is a pretty awesome thing. Hi, Candy. Would you like to spend some time with semi-naked girls on roller skates and then write about the experience? Gee, tough Um, decision. Well, not not for me. (laughs) Yeah, Candy, I hope you said yes. Because I'll say yes for you otherwise. No, no, I did. I did. And and so I didn't want to just give them a poem. So what I did was I got together with some models. I replicated a derby experience and I worked with a photographer and I projected my poetry onto their bodies and we took photos of that. Um, I also like we also hand etched the poetry into their bodies and spray painted and we, we explored different ways of text on bodies with the photography and light. And then instead of a poem, we had an exhibition of images 
you know and 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 then I worked with this animator and the day and the the trick or the the thing that we have to be careful of is that nothing detracts too much from the words and that they work together that yeah, everything well, works you've just together. given me an idea in the festival club of 2011 rat simpson our visual arts curator um painted bodies yeah in the yeah. Fest- visual in the festival club um putting a performance like yours together with the visual artist live yeah using the words and painting the words on bodies rather than projecting them and It'd that be. sounds really interesting and it's similar to a couple of things monique shafter who the kill room performing yesterday in a few festivals a few years ago we had um a thing called party where it was a, just a big room and you went and painted on the walls and painted on each other yeah um the words the story it's all about yeah presenting it and that's it is and it's all about trying to connect with as many people as possible. I can never be mainstream. Would I mean, you know, like I can never I will never be like your previous guests like where they're presenting that sort of yeah, work. Yeah. And look, and that's that's what Midsummer Festival is all about. Totally. And um I really celebrate that. So I thank you for bringing Stories by Starlight to Midsummer Festival thank at you for Queer City me. at a 1000 pound bend opening this Wednesday. Yes, you can check our stories by Starlight, Candy Royal and Sloppy Joe. Midsummer Festival, 18th to 21st of January. Um, you can check out candyroyal.com or midsummer.org.au. Candy Royal, thank you very much for Thanks joining for us. Thanks for having me. Thanks, now, Candy. Adam, we've come to the end of the Midsummer Show, sadly. I know. I know. We'll be back time. next week. That and there's week. tons of things to do. I know, tons of things to do. We'll be a bit more up, awake and lively yes. next week too. Not after Although, a... We will have done a thousand things throughout the week and seen so many shows we might still be this tired. Exactly, exactly. This is the Midsummer Show with Ginny and we'll be back next week from 12 o'clock. Stay tuned for Shane with the afternoon show. This is a Joy 94.9 podcast for the Midsummer Show. Proudly presented by Midsummer Festival 2012. Midsummer.org.au Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.